But where are you really from? A podcast about the Asian American struggle. Hello, I'm Jesse Lin, and I'm Angela Lin, and welcome back to another episode of "But Where Are You Really From." This week, we are talking about education, <laughs> specifically the importance of 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 education in the Asian American community, and the kind of really multiple underlining of a specific kind of education path for. Let's say first-generation-born Asian Americans. So, I will kick off and say that my perspective on education, because I, I actually recently had this conversation with my parents.、Um, from our parents' perspective, has always been to try to like put us into the position where we have to like work as little as possible, like、mm-hmm. as little menial work as、mm-hmm. possible. Because I recently asked them about this, like you know. You can make a good amount of money being like a plumber or like an electrician, like stuff that doesn't require you to go into an academic institution like a university, like you go to a trade school. And I asked them, like, why didn't you guys present these as options, you know, for me to think about while I was growing up? And they were like, well, it's not like we didn't want you to explore those things, but we wanted you to be able to go to college, which seems like. It seems like the only segue into a career that doesn't require any physical work, and so they were saying like largely we just wanted to prevent you from having to do a lot of physical work when you're older, because I think that they did a lot of those kinds of, and I think my parents still do some some like very menial, like very labor intensive jobs. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think. Um, I agree with what you said. I think there's kind of two main facets that jump out at me about why education is so important for Asian people. So I know you mentioned Asian Americans, and there is definitely like a slight nuance between Asian American and just Asian mentality in general. But I think Asian Asians, you know, Asia Asians care a lot about education as well. But、um, For us Asian Americans, I think you're right in that. Like a lot of our parents who immigrated here、um, were not, you know, super well off when they were growing up in Asia, and they had to do a lot of manual labor type things to get by. Like I remember my mom always tells the story that when she was in high school, she had to she took high school as like. Night classes or something because daytime she had to go help our grandma go sell stuff in the farmers market、um, to help make ends meet. So it's like things like that that they don't want to make us have to do. So they gravitate towards kind of the like other extreme of like, well. That happened because of circumstance, and we, our family was in that circumstance because we weren't able to get the like white collar jobs, and the way to get white collar jobs is to get as educated as possible, right? So they push us towards that end. So I definitely agree. A lot of it is like to help us avoid the like more laborious parts of their own upbringings. The other side of it, I think, is. Bragging rights, <laughs> like I think a lot of it has to do with bringing honor and、um, like something respectable towards your family at large. So being able to tell 
friends and family like oh my son or daughter is a doctor or like a lawyer or some high-powered business person or whatever right or oh like my mom's favorite thing is talking about like, oh, you know, this IE's daughter just took her on this expensive vacation <laughs> in Europe, like, you know, those kinds of things. And you, it, it's like, it, it makes them happy to be able to kind of like brag about those things. And you're only able to have things worth bragging about from like a career standpoint, if you are making enough money, which to your point can come from more of these trade things like plumbing and whatever, but like most people, at least in Asian culture, associate it more with like the white collar um, aspect of things where that money is coming from life. Yeah. And I am very curious about another point you brought up, which is like Asians in Asia valuing education because we know for sure that they do. But I'm always really curious about like how, how the more modern Asian people think of education because like our parents is like perspective of education is very i want to say it's like basic but it is pretty basic it's rudimentary like it's kind of like college and then you're golden but in reality we know like there are specific ceilings that you hit where you might actually need to do post-grad and like further education and all of that and for example one of my mom's friends who's wealthy sent her son to go to NYU mm -hmm. and so I've always I was looking at that being like wow that's like a significant investment and like what are you expecting to get out of that necessarily like if it's just the cachet of saying that you went to a western university or you actually think that there's some kind of learning or I've heard from some people that some kind of like learning advantage like something more um, let's say a critical thinking analytical versus like real memorization or I've just heard some people say that the education is just easier to do here you can get a degree oh my go god back. so yeah. much to unpack from what you just said <laughs> so much to unpack um, we just I think a little bit bomb. of all of it yeah I know that was a big bomb I think there's just a lot of everything in what you just said um, yes there is a cachet of the western brand there's also um, college is often seen, college or grad school, sending your kid abroad is often seen as the ticket to getting them citizenship because then you can get, um, you know, sponsored by a company in the US and then work your way towards citizenship. So that's definitely a big reason. Uh -huh. And then what you said about maybe it's easier. I do think it is easier. It it's just pretty cutthroat in Asia. And like growing up, um, going back to Taiwan every few years, I would see the like intensity that my cousins would have to go through with schooling. They were just in school all day. It was like you'd spend all day in real school and then you'd go to like night school where they would just bushi ban. So like, you know, the like prep school to help like enhance your studies. And they would study all night until like 11 p.m. or whatever. And they do that every day. And I'm like, what the hell? And then I was talking to my cousin about it one time and they basically were like, studying is everything because you the way you test determines your future in your life do you love ramen jesse oh my god yes don't you hate the shitty instant ramen we have here in the states though um totally and completely 
What if I could tell you that you could get premium instant ramen direct from Japan delivered straight to your door? Did you know that in Japan, instant ramen is actually legit? They put a lot of care into using high quality ingredients for the soup, the noodles, and <laughs> the toppings. But how do I get access to that when I live here? Well, bitch, you're in luck. We've teamed up with 5AM Ramen, a business based out of Tokyo that is obsessed with all things ramen. They are offering premium curated sets of the best instant ramen in Japan to consumers worldwide. And with our special discount code, you'll get 5% off your order and free shipping worldwide. Just use ReallyFrom5 at checkout. Head over to instantramen.jp now and use our promo code REALLYFROM5. Oishi! Well, let's walk back to one of the things that I was asking you about because, like, I was saying, you know, my parents don't really have a conception past college what studying looks like, and you did go to grad school. So, do you want to tell our listeners what it was like to talk to your parents about going to grad school? Were there any hangups? Were they kind of like, what is this thing all about? No, I think that was an easy sell because it's not like I was like, I want to go to grad school to study poetry. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I want to go to business school again because I did undergrad business school already. Um, I was like, I want to go to my get my MBA so that I can make more money. So like it aligns with stuff they understand. And also at that point, like I was an adult where I, I, I had already gone into the workforce and like made my own money, not that much money because I worked in TV and barely had any money saved up. But at that point, it wasn't like I was going to them to be like, I want to go to school again and I need your help to like have money. It was more like I'm going to school again, just letting you know, and like I'm going to take out a loan and it's fine. Um, so no, that wasn't hard for them to under understand. And also because my brother has been in school like his whole life. <laughs> So compared to him, they're just like, well, you already worked. Like, we, we know you can find a job because he had his, like, PhD. It was basically, like, always schooling. So they already had that concept of, like, continued education. I always forget about that your brother's been in school forever. But forever. that's a good point. Do you think that they understand the purpose of it? Like, they understand maybe, like, the purpose, the difficulty, and the payout? Or they're kind of just, like, because you have... A very good grasp on it and you were kind of just like this is what i'm gonna do and you know just for you to know they were kind of just like whatever about it i think they cared about the purpose and the potential outcome but i don't think anyone really understands like the amount of effort or anything unless you do it yourself like just getting in to a, a business school and especially like a top business school is so fucking hard and then like you know, lasting during those two years and recruiting whatever was like so, so, so hard. And it's really hard to describe that um, unless you do it yourself. So no, no way they understood like the difficulty level, but they understood the purpose. But I think it was always like, almost with everything that I've done in my life, like I'll propose like, I'm going to do this thing to do X, to like have this type of result. And they kind of like, are a little bit like suspicious they're like okay until they like see the result and they're like oh i get it 
Well, okay. So what do you think you actually got out of your schooling, your NYU degree? Do you feel like it was worth it compared, especially to the cost? Because we haven't discussed this that much, but like, fuck, the main, a huge difference between US versus Asia is the student loan, the cost of education and whether or not that's worth it. I think what I didn't particularly like about going to college in at NYU is that I don't know, I felt a little not supported in the mm -hmm. environment. And obviously it's like a campus in the city. So like there's a lot of stuff happening, but I didn't feel like there was a good way to navigate those four years as a way to explore what I wanted to do. And I don't, the environment did not encourage me to explore as much as I wanted to, because I was just kind of like, oh, well, here's the track. It seems really difficult to move things around. I don't have a lot of flexibility, so I'm just going to keep running the track. And then when you ran the track, when you ran through the track, how oh, did you feel I like coming exit, out the I other was side? like, F that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, like, so I, I, I got to the third year of my program where you have to do internship. And I did an internship at a hotel because at the, at the time I thought I wanted to do operations. Like I talked about this, like general manager, poopa thing. Um, and... I just, oh my God, it was just terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Like having to work a longer period of time there and like talking to staff, I was like, this is not it. Like I will be fired like in <laughs> maybe a week or two after I get hired. So I, at that point it was kind of like too late. I was like, oh crap, like what I'm gonna do because I'm already all the way basically through the program and I can't change. Mm -hmm. So then I had to find a way like within what I was studying to pivot to something that spoke to a little bit more what I wanted to do, but was still in the realm. So I didn't have to like wing my way out of the program. So I ended up like concentrating in marketing and revenue management. And I did like a minor in web development so that I could get some kind of like, like move into like more like an analytical, like not talking to people role, but still have that industry knowledge and take that to enter the workforce. I do think that it was, it's nice to have the first at least few classes you take to be general education. And I know that like when I was doing it, I was like, oh, poo, general education, like this kind of sucks. But this was the opportunity, opportunity to actually explore and study things that were not part of what I was, my major was, or what I thought my major was going to be. And I found those classes to be a very, very interesting because it's just stuff that I've never, never thought about before, never looked at before. And also really, really important to building like critical thinking and having a measured approach to thinking about new topics and being able to learn how to learn basically that's mm. the biggest thing i learned how to learn in college mm -hmm. yeah that's interesting yeah yeah because there is a mindset shift in at least in the u.s between schooling up through high school versus in college the big shift in higher education in the US is that it's your time to think and there's more answers that are correct that can be correct than when you're in high school where it's really more about like memorizing and just like knowing what the one answer is I found that shift 
pretty hard actually it's especially because like irvine where we grew up orange county's education system at least when we were growing up was very good but it was very like this is the track you go on you know like you just memorize these things and like get good at memorizing them and like you'll do well um versus like yeah being called on in class randomly and just being like well what do you think it's like oh i don't know what do i think yeah (laughs) like and it's it's all really like it's all all like like you mentioned there are like some answers that are wrong but like provided that you can speak your thoughts with some proof points like almost any answer is correct and i think that was like a really hard thing to wrap around to really move from what you were saying which is like you're not really thinking for yourself you're thinking what other people have thought um previously in high school and to move from that to independently thinking about something and like formulating your own analysis of something was very difficult, but yeah, rewarding. Yes. And not just thinking for yourself, which is apparently very hard for us to learn how to do as children going into adulthood, but also learning to be brave enough to speak your mind because that is not something that you learn to do in in high school and before, right? Um, especially when you don't know what everyone else thinks and you are kind of like putting out a new perspective that other people might like boo or like, you know, or clap, clap and applaud you because you don't know until you say it. And I do think that is a good um, life skill to give people to prep you for real life especially like work environments because especially with like meetings with a ton of people and like if you have a different perspective than others you need to be able to be brave enough to like speak your mind and say something that other people might not agree with if it's the best thing to be done um so i think college started that for me but business school in particular definitely like really solidified that for me um yeah because it was well business school can be pretty cutthroat so it's not as bad as like law school where you're just like at least from what i see from tv fake law school right it looks freaking crazy but business school is also kind of cutthroat so you have to like learn to like stand your ground and like fight for what you think and i think that was really useful do you feel okay well we both went to what people would call label, um, label Brand conscious name. schools. Yeah, label conscious. Yeah. Do you feel Ming like high in Chinese? Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like there was an advantage, like any kind of specific advantage, in going to a Ming Pai school versus you know local college or even a community college? Yes and no. I think the location of our brand name school was almost more important than the name of the brand name school. My experience, and I don't know if you have this experience, but every internship, every job um, interview I had when I was still in New York, it would be like, oh, I went to NYU. And they'd be like, cool, so did I. Like, no one cares. They'd be like, that's almost like negative points if you also went to NYU because they're just like sick of hearing that you went to NYU. Versus when you're outside of New York, people care a little bit more. They're like, oh, that sounds cool because like I don't meet that many people from NYU. Um, So I think it was more the location that helped than the brand name. Yeah, I think the location is super important. And I feel like my money... Sure, it 
it, it definitely bought some education that helped me to learn how to think critically, but mostly it bought contacts, <laughs> like mm. contacts with faculty, because like I was in a very specific program. And so the, the faculty were all basically practicing, meaning that they're like still working in the industry in some capacity. They have lots of connections with people. And so a lot of the experience was just being able to schmooze with your professors in those environments where other people who are able to give you a leg up, like give you a recommendation, give you a job, were present. And yeah, I feel very strongly about that because before I graduated, like literally two weeks before I graduated, I still did not have a job. And I went to a professor and I was literally being like, please help me. Like, I don't have a job. I don't know what to do. And she set me up with an interview. So I do feel really strongly that part of the money just paid for access to that network. Hey, everyone. We love doing this podcast. And if you enjoy our episodes, we would really appreciate if you could support us in any number of ways. First is by subscribing to us, rating us, and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Second is by telling a friend. Third is following us on Instagram at wherearyoufrompod. Fourth is supporting us on Buy Me a Coffee. You can find out more about all of these by visiting our Instagram's link in bio. And again, our handle is at wherearyoufrompod. Thank you. Yeah. That's interesting. And that makes a lot of sense for your niche that you were in. I didn't have any contacts that helped me coming out of NYU because I didn't want to do what everyone wanted to do. Like I went to Stern Business School, but at the time I did not want to do finance. Everyone who went to Stern Business School undergrad wanted to do investment banking. And I was like, I have zero interest in doing investment banking. I wanted to work in the music industry. So I was out there like hustling, finding my own contacts, like forcing my way into record labels and stuff. So I didn't get any contacts out of my very expensive NYU uh, experience. But I do what you were talking about resonates with me for business school, like my MBA business school, because Booth has a really strong network of alumni. So it's not the faculty per se, but it is like the people who come out of the school are top executives kind of everywhere. So um, and there is like a kinship that people have with the booth network. Um, so, so that definitely works um, or like that sounds more like uh, familiar to me for my MBA experience. And then I will say, I think the name brand honestly was more for me for booth Chicago booth. It definitely like puts you in, you know, gives you some halo effect for sure. Um, so I think the brand name made a difference because that's a higher education choice though. I think it is like, there's a difference between undergrad versus grad school because grad school is like, you made a choice to spend more money and to stop earning money to go get your grad degree. So like that grad degree better be worth it. Okay. So we've talked about like what, some pros and cons that we've gotten out of our respective educations and also the impact of the idea of education and advancing in society for Asian culture. I think we also wanted to touch base on new evolving kind of definitions of education or school schooling that is popping up and how 
what we think about it. And if we think like it's something that could be adopted and understood by our Asian families or like future Asian generations. And I think there are a couple ways of like these new forms of um, education that I'm thinking about at least like coding academies and, and that's like more adult like higher education, right? type paths. Um, and then there's this other track that's also for like kids. Um, so now there are new ways that some people are thinking about educating their kids, which is not going through the traditional like public or established private school methods. It's more like um, there's one in particular I'm thinking of, which is Elon Musk actually started a oh, program. Oh, yes, I remember you talking about this. Yeah, for just his kids originally at SpaceX, um, where he was like, fuck regular school, they don't teach you how to think, which is exactly what we were talking about, right? Like, they don't teach you critical thinking as a child. So he essentially hired, like, one of the best educators, I guess, in America to private privately educate like some of the kids at SpaceX, including his own kids. And then now the educator who started that program spun off and it has like his own um, program that he's offering to like anyone um, and it's online. So you can pay to have your kids participate in this schooling. Currently, it's not instead of regular school, it's in addition to, but the way it's evolving is clearly like in the near future people are going to start trying to offer these as like substitutes for traditional schooling because it teaches you actual critical thinking and like how to operate in groups and like make executive decisions and things like that um, so that you're more prepared for life. So yeah, those are the two kind of like newer types of education models that I wanted to bring to the table and discuss. And you can choose whichever one you feel gravitating towards more to kick us off. I'll start for this adult one, because as you know, I don't have any plans to have children. So I don't know <laughs> anything about children education, except for the fact that I was once a child and did children <laughs> education. <Sure were. laughs> um, the adult, the adult stuff, I don't think it's that born of a concept, even for our parents, because I remember my mom told me that when she moved here and, and even, you know, a few years after she moved here, they were taking classes at adult school. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this? I think your parents did as well. Yes, but that was English. That's, That's like true. ESL yeah. for adults. But, but, but I think the concept of like education after, you know, university or high school isn't weird because they were they were doing that in effect even though it was you know to help them learn english it's still something like a class that they're taking as it relates to like the boot camps and stuff i think it will be more difficult to explain what you plan on doing after that but that's that's an asian thing in general like you have to like up level things all the time but you could easily say like i'm going to become a computer engineer or like a programmer and they would understand that. Yeah. So you have to Which is not exactly like, right. But, it's not yeah. exactly right. You have to give them like the analogous, the next best thing. Um, but I think that like the same thing that you were saying about your parents understanding, you know, you're you're basically telling them like I'm gonna go do this because I think it will do X, Y, and Z, and I'm like taking care of it by myself. I don't think they would have any problems absorbing that. I don't know if they would consider it like a legitimate replacement though for university because they're I feel like our parents are also in a sense very they're very conscious of 
the experiences that they've heard through their community. Meaning that if they haven't heard anyone else's auntie,、mm-hmm. son, or daughter, or whatever do this, they'll be like, "I don't understand what this、mm-hmm. like. There's no value in this. No one else has done it." Like, yes. So there's no social proof for it.、Basically. Stick to the tried and true. Exactly,、yeah. exactly.、Um, but I think if it's you know it's something you've you've done your, your you've done your college and you're just trying to retool, I'm not sure that they would have not. I'm not sure they would understand it, but I'm not sure they would have a problem with it. I think、yeah. I largely agree with you, and I guess my yeah, you already went there, but I was going to ask you like, well, what do you think if someone said they wanted to go there instead of college, like traditional college? Because I think. A lot of that is where it's trending. Is that people like young people, Gen Z, doesn't necessarily see the advantage of traditional college given student loan debt, because a lot of the other appeal of these schools is that it's a way smaller monetary investment in the grand scheme of like how much college education costs or grad school education. It's like steel if you if you actually get placed, you know, afterwards with a job.、Um, So I I think that is where it's going to be. Like a lot of people are going to start having like tough conversations <laughs> with their parents if it's like, I don't want to go to UCI. I want to go to a coding academy, and I'm going to become a, an engineer either way. But this one's faster and costs less money. So I, why can't I do it? You know, I think it will. I think these conversations have started and will continue to start as education keeps shifting, especially after this pandemic, where everyone was just Zoom schooling. Like, I think people are starting to feel like, "What the f am I paying this money for?" When I'm just taking online classes, even if it's Harvard or whatever, right? So, I have a feeling things are going to keep shifting more towards like considering unconventional.、Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Education paths moving forward. Yeah, I think that makes sense.、Um, the only thing that I would add to that is like, I mean, it's not really like invalidating the form of education. More so that like, I feel like if you know already you want to do that and you're like very dead set on it, like that's totally for you. Like you already、mm-hmm. you're already sure. And for me, higher education. Was not just the learning part of it; it was the also the network part of it, as I mentioned. But it was also just like a personal growing experience, like、mm-hmm. living by yourself,、yes. navigating what it's like to live with roommates, to clean the toilet with between、yep. other people, and all of those like social things you need to understand how to do as an adult. Which yeah, it's not a formal class in university, but you know, if you lived on campus and you lived with other people, it's like things that you learn that also help you succeed in life. But are not necessarily career things. That's a really good point. It's the life education part. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. It's a very expensive life education. But <laughs> yes,、um, crash course. I totally agree. Yeah, and that actually leads me into the other、um, form of education about the kids because、mm-hmm. it's something that Ramon and I have talked about for like future kids because he's definitely more of the mindset of like. I want them to like learn how to be real humans who think for themselves versus like traditional education. He sees definitely as literally just rote memorization and just like you, you know you're not thinking, you're just spitting things out that people are telling you.、Um, and I 
see the value in that, but my kind of like devil's advocate I always bring in is literally like, I need them to be socialized humans. I can't have them be like geniuses who don't know how to like interact with people. So I think that is kind of the balance that needs to be struck with these types of like, um, arguably superior education forms for kids, but like making sure they're normal kids who can interact in real life as well. No, no, I, I 100% agree with you. And I think that, you know, again, I, I don't plan on having kids. I don't know anything <laughs> about children education, but I feel like from what I've read about kids being schooled online this past year is that it's been very difficult. Yeah. Like, children require that socialization because everybody does like think mm -hmm. about how much we've struggled this year not seeing people and to be a young child in formative years where your where socialization helps you build your person not having that must be very 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 confusing mm -hmm. um, and isolating so i think it's really important that you know even if it is a full-time online thing that children still have time to to be children like they're not adults like you can teach them to think like adults but at the end of the day like kids kids need time to be kids and play and have fun and stuff like that okay well that leads us into our fortune cookie close which you'll just have to use your imagination a little yes. since you've already declared you don't want to have kids but we wanted to close on our pov of how we will view the importance of and types of education for our future kids. I can start. So I really do think that I will place less of an emphasis on brand name stuff um, than like my parents did. For me, it's more important to me that they know how to think for themselves. They are able to formulate what they want to do with their lives um, and not that they need the answer by like 18 or whatever, but that they start thinking earlier about it too, because I think that's what you said, right? It was like you're 18 and then suddenly you have to like figure out what it is you want to do versus if you get your child kind of like exploring a lot of different topics early and like thinking critically about things early, they probably already naturally gravitate towards like, this is the type of thing I like and like can be good at. And it, if they are able to get the connections they need, the opportunities they need, the kind of knowledge they need to do what they want to do, it's less important to me about the name brand or like where something is than that they are well set up. Um, and then what we just said earlier, which is like the socialization thing is like, so it's very important to me. Just being able to expand your horizon of like how many people could exist in your life and like could become some person, important person in your life is like part of the fantasy and like the growing up part of um, going through puberty. So I would need them to be able to tap into like many different social circles so that they feel fulfilled enough and are meeting different types of people like I don't just want them to be like eggheads that are only <laughs> with their like five to ten other genius friends I need them to like I don't know go play a sport go learn you know go yeah, be in yeah. a band like go surfing or something you know like meet yeah. people who have like totally different backgrounds so that they feel like they're getting exposed to the world yeah yeah well, what I'm, about you? I'm, well, for your again, fantasy, imaginary yeah, my fantasy children. Like it's not, you know, like I want if I were ever to have kids, 
I would want them to know enough to make their way through the world. Meaning, like, they know enough to not be swindled. They know enough to not be、mm-hmm. lied to. Like, they know enough to make their own way through the world. And I think that's really what's important. Like, same with you. Like, I don't necessarily care that they go to a fancy college. I don't even necessarily care if they go to a four year college. As long as they seem certain that they have something that they want to do.、Mm-hmm. And I think that's fine because if you have enough. Drive and will to do something, it doesn't really necessarily matter how you go about doing it. You know, you know where you want to go. It doesn't matter which car you drive to get there. This was a fun topic. I liked it. was. I liked exploring this.、Um, if you guys have a perspective on if the type of education you had really benefited you or did not, wasn't worth it, or if you have a POV on these like new forms of education or story around it that you want to share, write us in at tellusswhereyou'refrom at gmail.com. The your is Y O U R E. As a reminder, we are always looking for listener submitted、um, stories for our reflections episodes. So do write us in with your experience around this topic or something else, whatever you want to share. And we will have a fresh new episode for you next week. And until next time, bye, Jen. Bitches. bitches.